10 miles north of Durango, here we are, one of my favorite places in the world, and it's in the Animus River Valley. We're at James Ranch, Brian Freeman, Greg Hollenbeck, and we've got Jen with us. How are you, Jen? I'm doing great. Thank you. We get so excited when we come to see you <laughs> because you show us around, and it's just such a great story. This is probably going to be some of the best video that we've ever made, and you're going to want to watch this whole thing. We have to thank all of our partners who are local Colorado product purveyors. We thank you so much for making this programming available to you. Let's start out with this because it's ex exciting. In the Boulder Film Festival, James Ranch is being featured in one of the films that's coming up. Right. Talk about that, and I think it's going to set us up for the rest of this tour as oh, well, Jen. Great. Uh, it, the movie's called To Which We Belong, and it's focused on regenerative agriculture. We are one of nine uh, operations that they feature from Africa to Mexico and the United States, and oh, the cinematography is fantastic. And you'll understand so. why. It won't be any Jay Parker because he's the best of the best. We've done a <laughs> bunch of videos on that. Go to themoderneater.com right here, James Ranch, just type it into the search bar and you'll see all kinds of cool videos that we've done here. But we'll just start out. Seven enterprises on this one property. That's what? That blows my mind and it's all it. for regenerative agriculture. Gosh. Mm -hmm. we, we are maturing. I think the beef business is now in its 30th year. And uh, we built this building in 2019, opened it Labor Day of 2019, and it's just been exponential growth ever since then. It's a beautiful so, place. Thank you. You've done incredible things. The food, the general store, but it's also a place that, don't you do a cheese operation? My brother makes the cheese just around the corner and milks the cows and never the the milk never leaves this property except in a little white package do Thank yourself you. a favor look up the history of the james ranch and the james family and i think you'll find it very interesting but here they are they come back to the ranch and bring these enterprises or these separate businesses together that work together to not only cultivate a community within themselves in james ranch but to feed the community around you as well yeah. that's important to you our community is so important to us and we've we are so grateful to have the support, to know that um, when the tourists are here, the people are bringing the folks here and, and sharing this experience, but then when everybody goes home, our locals come. And gosh, it's, it's just lovely to be able to share. You, you mm -hmm. make it seem so easy, Chen, and there's yeah. so much work you do every day. And she just, it's like, oh yes, effortless, right? Oh, sure, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you caught me in my work clothes. So yeah, it's, we, we rise with the sun and go down with the sun and, and it's a lot of, a lot of work. When well, you told us today, you're in your first pivot. Yes, first we're put, pivot. we are um, GPSing the first center pivot on the James Ranch in our history. And it's very exciting to think that we're going to not only embrace technology, which is awesome, but we're also going to be more responsible with the resource of our water because this water will be more evenly put on the property, on the, on the area, that grass will grow better. Mm -hmm. And our biggest challenge is producing enough food to feed this monster. And by putting in the center pivot, it'll make that ground more productive. And so it's it's a win-win-win. How many All acres? In. This 70 is why acres. we're so excited. 70. Yes. Wow. <laughs> we're going to jump in here. I think we start at the market. We show the restaurant, and then we go in, and we'll prove it. We'll show you why this is such a gem yeah. in the Animus River Valley. What do you think? Show us around. Sounds good. Yep. Thanks. Let's go. Tess, I think we're just going to let you come in here, and they can get over it. 
We'll let Jay lead the way. Yeah. So this is my sister. I don't know if we need to introduce, shall we do that? Sure, yeah. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to tie her up outside because they got a hard and fast on yeah. dogs in the market. So these boys are from Modern Eater, and this is the third time they visited us. And this is the first time they've been in the market. So oh, you want to talk to these guys? Yes, this is my sister, Julie. Look at this. He's got it all. <laughs> He's got it. You, we can stand wherever you feel comfortable, Julie. Where do you feel comfortable? Well, uh, just not right where everybody is. Sure, we actually just want to take a little stroll around, so we'll be moving as we go. So we're very mobile to go, but if you want to... Yeah, make sure you get these two on film. Oh, this is a treat, Brian. We got to run into Julie. Julie, so this market right here, it's always a treat to come in and see, but you always curate the best of the best. Show us around, would you? Can you talk, talk sweetheart? Can you? Yeah, thank you. There you go. Sure. There it is. Everything in here has a story behind it. Every product is represented by farmers that are in our area. All the art is by local people that we know. Book titles are our favorite book titles. The rest of it, same story. Um, all the flowers are from the ranch. It's just a great place full of things that are authentic and real. How about inside the cooler? Well, Let us take a peek at the goodies. Okay, yes. Every day we're getting fresh things. We're known for our, the salad mix we get from Adobe House Farms. They produce the best salad mix. We have a new farm just down the way called Brightwood Farms, and they have beautiful products for us as well. Turtle Lake Refuge always has goodies. Here's what's cool, Julie. So as our travels, we're doing 1,600 miles in the state of Colorado featuring agriculture, and we run into a lot of friends, and we see them in your cooler. Yes. Here's Paonia, Colorado, and Big B's representing. Yep. You look down, and that's Sawatch Artisan uh, Foods right there. And that's exactly. a delicious butter that you have as well. Exactly. So there's a lot of cool partnerships just within this cooler. You have got that right. And, of course, have you been looking at the cheese that's produced right here on the ranch? Please show us. Oh, and also, please notice that fun door. Those are... The majority of the farms that we carry, and of course that's Pistol, the donkey, right next to them, which we love. Well, it looks like you're an integral part of the community as well, because I see people coming in reusing their egg cartons. Right. Um, so that, that means they can live close happen. or far away and drive back to get more eggs. Exactly. <laughs> so true. Walk past these amazing customers that we love so much. This is Price. Be Grateful Farms in Steamboat Springs. <laughs> if you haven't touched on them, they're an amazing Ooh, farm. We need to meet you guys. Yes. Again? Be Grateful Farms, Heather and Jason in I Steamboat have, Springs. Yeah, Steamboat, I have actually Hi, met them, Greg. Yeah, yeah, they are great. And people they have a CSA program that is so strong, and then they yes. make caramels. And then here's our local Animus chocolate. Incredible chocolate, bean to bar. Organic sugar, it's mostly cacao beans. Ritual chocolate out of Utah. Of course, Durango Coffee Company. Local honey, Horvath honey. 
I'm telling you, you could touch every product in here. This person's out of your ray. There's just fun things happening everywhere. Blue and a brown. Because I've heard that your business during COVID has grown exponentially. It has because people are asking the great question of where does my food come from? And um, yes, make sure you notice this is the cheese that Dan produces right on this ranch. Well, I'll tell you what's making a big splash. Our friends at Cheese Importers in Fort Collins. Right. I'm sorry, in Brighton. Cheese Importers. Or actually Longmont. 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 Jeez, Longmont. I got it wrong. These guys love, love, love. It's on the Colorado shelf there, and this is making a big splash. This right. is exactly what you want. Right. These are all the cheeses the produced right this. here. Her name is Right Tess. here on the ranch. And the blue cheese is Tess. to die for. We're going to get some. And then you guys know this company. We sure do. Bill, yeah. how are you, we Bill? We love Bill. And then this is another amazing farm, Breen Mesa Creamery out of Breen, Colorado, just down the road. This is what they're about. We are so proud to have their products. Your guests are so spoiled. You have the best of the best. We all do. Spot. We do. And we really, really are proud of that. Do you find it hard to be? You are ardent about everything in here is local. I love to see that. Thank mm -hmm. you. A lot of people say it's too hard. Do you think that's the truth or no? Not in La Plata County. We've got, a, well, in the state of Colorado, we are so blessed by people that are working really hard to produce local food. And it's and more and more is happening. We almost had a delivery. It would have been so fun had that been happening right now, although it would have added to the chaos. But there's a young farmer, farmer couple in the Bayfield area that are doing meat chickens at Good Times Farm. And we are going to be carrying their meat chickens all summer long. And they had their first processing. And they were going to deliver today. But it didn't work out. They're going to deliver tomorrow. I would have loved to have seen that. We geek wow. out on that all the yeah, time. Yeah. Oh, gosh, Colorado is so deplete with raising chickens. I know. And They're the first, from my understanding, the first state certified processing facility for small scale. That's oh, so they have a their own processing facility right on in their Bayfield farm. there. Right on their farm. Wow, it's, that it's is so awesome. Can you say their name one more time? It's Lil, uh, Allie and Will, and the farm is Good Times, spelled like the herb. Okay. Good Times Farm. Wow, yeah. Allie and Will, we will yeah. be reaching we, out. Exactly, that is that's cool. Yeah. What happens in this corner right here? This is our water station, and we have yet to really publicize it better because it's not as well known, but... We have beautiful, fresh, delicious, filtered water at this station. Oh my so God, we're going to try that. Yeah, yeah. we are yeah, water try geeks. That. Oh, I want you to try that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's beautiful quality, fresh, right from the glacier aquifer of this valley. Oh, fantastic. Okay, here's what we want to do. This We just get so geeked out. We're excited to be here. It's James Ranch. It's one of our favorite places. Oh, just about 10 miles north of Durango in the Animus River Valley, and it's so beautiful. You come around here and you see the community that comes together and just the best of the best curated. We're going to take a time out. We're going to come back and we're going to head through the uh, restaurant there. We had a great lunch, and then we're going to head out on the golf cart and see what's shaking around here. It's kind of cloudy out right now. I love it. The temperature's down a little bit today. It's been a hot summer so far, so we'll break away. We'll come right back. Julie, thank you so much. You're welcome. That's Thanks for visiting our market. cool tour in the market. Bye.
Bye. I love it. Oh, and then I always stop and get a t-shirt too, so we'll do that as well. Be back in a flash, the Modern Eater Show. We'll continue. This is Troy Guard from Tag Restaurant Group. You saw me playing a little air guitar. So good. And when I'm not rocking, I'm watching the Modern Eater like you should be too. Hey you guys, Jay here with the Modern Eater Show. Thanks for watching. Don't forget about our YouTube and Instagram channels. A lot of killer content over there. Throw us a subscribe on YouTube. Throw us a follow on Instagram. And thank you for supporting TME. We couldn't do this without our amazing sponsors, so let's check them out right now. Very proud to be part of the, the Modern Eater. And uh, chefs, restaurant owners, any food service operators, you know, I know right now that uh, delivery and carry out is bigger than ever, and we got you covered. Uh, Cambro uh, has a full line of uh, delivery and carry out items. More economical options are expanded polypropylene or EPP, a uh, nice insulated container. Uh, the ProCard Ultra is really versatile. It's a great unit because you could actually store cold products down here, hot products up here. It's all 120. There's no refrigeration worries. It's all thermodynamics. Just let us know what your food service challenges are, what it is we can do to help you out, and there isn't anything that we can't do for you. So uh, hope to see you over here at our facility in Park Hill soon and uh, stay safe out there. You know everybody with several million dollars of hard assets here insurance is very very important to us. Ewing Levitt covers it all. Machinery, building, workman's comp. Ewing Levitt's got us covered from the floor to the ceiling, from our alley even to the street. This divider, this press, my cooling conveyor, my oven. Ow, ow! Ewing Levitt covers our counter stacker and our employees too. If you need insurance, take it from Little Rich at Rockalitas. Call Ewing Levitt, they'll get you covered. Hey, this is Keegan from D-Bar in Denver. You guys might find it difficult to stay in touch and stay up to date with the ever-changing culinary scene in Colorado. It's almost impossible. Just tune in to the Modern Eater. These guys have their fingers on the pulse of what's happening in all of the food and beverage in all of Colorado. They're behind us. They understand the idea of shopping local and shopping small. To support them, you support us. Brian, we saw the market. Now we're gonna head to the restaurant. We had lunch there today. Jay will put up some photos of our delicious lunch. I had the BLT, you had the salad, Jay had the burger. Jen's here with us. Let's go walk by Let's do the it. restaurant here. But wow, you, you round this corner, I already know I'm gonna be in for some good food. A cup, Jay got the uh, soda, coconut soda. I got the uh, delicious. Arnold Palmer. And, Brian got the lemonade and then you come over here and pick a bench. Just talk about this restaurant. Yeah, this is uh, my sister. My other sister was in here. Let me see. Oh, she's not here anymore. But anyway, so this is the inside. Come here, Tess. You just stand right here. I'll let you walk because I can't really have her in here. But seating for the winter. We have a private room back there when um, people want to have events. And yeah, it's 
COVID limited us here, but I think you know as we are becoming more comfortable, this space will become more um, more used in the wintertime. Brian, what would you pay to have a view like that outside of your restaurant windows? Oh my gosh. It's, and Greg, don't you love how she walked in and she said, maybe my sister's here. One of the things, and, and tell the viewers, a family member runs each oh, operation with inside of your ranch. Yeah, yeah, no, this is my sister's operation. Let me see if I can get her to come She's here. She's busy. Can you come here? And so, she is here, I love yeah, it. She is I here, yep. So um, my parents told, taught us to be entrepreneurs and so we are absolutely, each one of us owns our own business here and this is my sister Cynthia who's gonna get a mic, I imagine. So these boys are from- The Modern Eater. Eater. Thank you, the Modern, from the state of Colorado, touring the state. I'll let you guys, and I'll back out because you know your deal. Oh, well just, just hi Cynthia, how are you? I know, hi. unexpected, right? <laughs> yeah. You're in the middle of probably taking inventory, what do we need for No, the just had a new employee, just interviewed, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, so. This so Cynthia, do you, do you remember us? This is our fourth year that we've come. Every year we feature James Ranch right at the sort of the beginning at the solstice nice. of the summer. And we just love the fact that each one of your family members is running their own operation. And tell us about your operation. Well, I have the best of all the worlds because I get to take all their amazing products and put them into a restaurant environment where we get to serve it to the public. And so we have the chance to have my sister's um, beef, she and her husband, and my dad. I have my brother's cheese on all of our burgers and our inside-out melt. Um, we use some of my sis other sister's eggs, a lot of her produce from her garden, and then a lot of local farmers. Like right now, I have to go to a farmer and get my tomatoes because we just ran out. And it's so handy to have, you know, someone that grows your tomatoes close by. So... I am just trying to do what I can to provide people a food experience that's more table on the farm, not farm to table. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, ultimately, like, 80 to 90% of what's on the menu is local. And, and that's the goal, is to have a really great food experience with the purest ingredients that are nutritionally dense, full of flavor, and in a gorgeous setting where a lot of it's produced. I see why you're running the restaurant. <laughs> Perfect fit. Wow, every yeah. time we come here, we look so forward to eating here. And Great. what, just a couple of years now that this has even been open, right? I mean, we were looking forward to the opening of it. Last year we came back through, and this year again, and it's just a great place to eat. My BLT was delicious. Yay, good. Thank you so Yay. much. Yeah, good. Everything's fantastic. Those tomatoes came from Organic Family Farms in Cortez. Ooh, really? They do aquaponics, yeah. So they have a head start on the tomato world because they do it in aquaponics uh, greenhouses. Okay. Using aquaponics for their greenhouse, and they're so good. Thanks for sharing. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us again and coming through. Yeah, we'll Thanks. see you again. All right. Thank you. That's kind of cool. <laughs> All right. Surprise. <laughs> I love that. She did awesome. I mean, it is just so great to see this and so reasonably priced all your food. Yeah, great. Somebody can stop by and have an incredible meal. Okay, so just and then just on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights, we have live music now and there's we don't have a big enough parking lot. 
it's just crazy. There's, it's really popular. The other thing we have now is the, is the tent. That's been here for quite a while, but for special events and when people want to be off by themselves, that's available. Okay, describe to our viewers what we're looking at here. Well, this is what we universally call the terraces, and um, we then that's the stage for the music and any speakers or anything that we want to do. But we this used to be the rattiest old hillside. And through a lot of time and a lot of work, we've built it into a place where kids can come and run and jump. I, the other day, there were two little girls making a fort over there in the trees while their parents were having a relaxing afternoon. And we were so happy that we could accommodate. And then you can also walk, do a self-guided tour around where the dairy barn is just over here. And then you get to go out and see where the dairy cows are at. They're laying down right through there and then walk around to what is will be soon our mother's memorial garden we get it as much done as we can between everything else that we're doing try to have that ready for the fall planting so we'll see that next year yes you will see it next year because it will be done jersey cows yeah. jersey cows out there laying in the grass just got moved to fresh feed this morning so they're kind of they're full and enjoying their afternoon um, my brother milks them just one time in the morning and then they have the afternoon off. So it's a quality of life choice on his part and it helps with the girls be given good, good f nutritious milk. Now it's really hard to understand that this environment of family members doing, having a certain capacity within this farm ranch. And the reason why I say that is because you've got to carry your weight, don't you? You got to. Oh gosh. <laughs> and and you, I mean, are you go? You can't go on vacation, or can you? Or who picks up well, where? How does that all work? We all go on winter vacations. That's just how that is. There's just no way we can leave in the summer. Yeah. So I mean, it, the occasional moment when somebody leaves in the summer, kind of always regret it <laughs> because you come back to a train wreck. So, yeah, we will. Um, yeah, every one of us will leave for a couple of weeks from November to February. But usually um, March, things are starting to pick up again. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but yeah, and then we cover for each other. So, you know, it's nice that Dan's not milking cows in the winter mm -hmm. because all we're doing is just feeding them. And those that was part of the quality of life choice mm -hmm. in having a seasonal grass-based dairy is he's only milking when the grass is green. So it's kind of like, and I don't know if it's the right terminology, but like family bylaws or whatever. And oh quarterly, gosh, we've got you meetings. come together as a family. <coughs> what does that family meeting look like and why quarterly and what's it all about? So we're actually are now three times a year. Are we, we going this way? If you, you know, do you want to do the safari? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh so we're God, going yes. across if here. If you don't mind. <laughs> no, and we'll just walk and talk. As long as, as, as you watch your steps, because it's, it's a little bit exciting. Okay. Tess isn't going to do this. I'm going to carry you because she does not do bridges. Well, I'm, you know, hey, listen, <laughs> I might be with Tess. Will you carry me? No, I don't know. <laughs> That's going to be tricky. Here we go. Watch your footing, huh? Yeah, watch your steps. Shake it? Greg, no, you please don't shake it. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. So t I'm sorry that I interrupted. I just That's okay. walk and talk. So um, where were we? We were talking about what do those quarterly family meetings oh. and why or do they even exist? Well, we, we definitely have to have a lot of communication 
And because we're all general partners in our mm -hmm. in the ranch, the land of the ranch, we all have to make decisions about its function. So this is the low part of the trip. Okay. I'm doing this uh, backwards, Do if you don't mind. <laughs> and then you got to walk the plank. Oh, okay. you, ha you have to walk the plank. Well, huh? it, or you can go around it, I think, but just know. <laughs> See, that was a safari, wasn't it? Are we all under? Okay, test time. Go. So, um, family meetings for us are run by what we call the delegated meeting process. Um, we rotate people who each one of us has a role. Um, the moderator is different every time they come up with the agenda. We have scribes, we have decision drivers, we have, come on, doggy. Um, Timekeepers, when you say that you're going to have a, a uh, subject that's going to take 10 minutes, it, 30, 30 seconds before your 10 minutes is up, they say, you've got 30 seconds left, do you need more time? Or can we make it so it keeps people from rambling, right? It's all a decision-based meeting. There's no updates. You're Who's invited? Everybody. Sound, it, it's, yeah, it sounds like a, a board meeting of sorts, but yeah. also a city council meeting. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. got a lot of integral yeah, parts. There's a lot. Where did you pick up this philosophy? So when my husband, Joe, who I just saw drive by who and didn't stop, um, he was in the corporate world and it was something that his company adopted and he he saw the immediate benefit because everybody knows when you're in a in your meeting, you always have one person leading the meeting and it can get real uh, a dominant personality. And then you have somebody who likes to hear themselves talk and they just go on and on and you don't ever get the business accomplished. Mm -hmm. And this was one way of keeping those two things from falling apart. So is there a name to that methodology? Uh, it's called the delegated meeting process. Delegated meeting process. I think you can find it online. Nice. Yeah, if not, Joe, maybe he'll catch up to us. He'll be able to. And so something like maybe uh, an agenda, a topic in the agenda would be the center pivot. We need. Right. Oh, no. Big, con big conversation. You'll bring those things uh -huh. to the table and, and then different. So if you have seven different enterprises, each person that heads up that enterprise would talk about maybe needs that they have or. Um, mostly it's if. <sighs> Any, because they're individually held, um, I'm not going to ask for someone's permission to add 10 more head to our herd mm -hmm. or anything like that. But the center pivot was definitely a conversation because it's actually putting a leasehold improvement on the ranch. And we had to ask for permission from the general partnership, even though Beef is paying for it, to actually put this structure on the ranch. Wow. And so, you know, there's a lot of give and take, and it also helps that the beef is paying for it, so <laughs> we didn't have to come to the family for money. But anyway, so there's, like, when it came to this building, it, the other thing we have to remember is we make all of our decisions by consensus. So it's not majority rules. If somebody has a problem, we have to stop, figure out how to address that issue, and then come back the next time with it. So when it comes to this building, it took us eight years to approve building it. Wow. So cool. between family agreement, finances, you know, all the putting putting together all the parts. So it w 
it wasn't a fast thing. But it'll pay off in space. Yeah. And what a yes. Yeah. So here's where we're going to break off with the importance of that. And I really want you to understand because it's a sustainable method that they're trying to have here that not only is regenerization to the land you want to bring back, but you want to leave the land better than you ever had it, right? right. And you want to strengthen your family. Yeah, you that's you don't want to have you don't want to have one person driving the truck. Everybody has to be participating and all the decisions have to feel like it's the right thing because in a hundred years, what do we want this place to look like? Mm. And we want our family still on it. That's well, so that's cool. the way yeah. this is what you are doing mm -hmm. is a perfect example. Thank you. Okay, we're gonna break away. We'll come right back to James Ranch. Hey. <laughs> What's going on everybody? This is Brother Luck from Lucky Dumplin' for by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs and I am rocking with the modern eater. You're watching them, you're tasting them, you're knowing everything there is to know about Colorado. <laughs> Hi, Charlie from Brews Beers here. Our new Belgian Abbey 4-pack is a mixed package of the four core beers made in Abbey and Trappist breweries in Belgium. So we have a single, a double, a triple, and a quadruple in one package. Now, quadruples are the emperors of Belgian monastery ales. They're dark in color uh, with a dense tan head and alcohol ranging from 8 to 12%. So they're pretty strong. Quadruples are very rich and complex with big maltiness, uh, spice, and flavors of raisins, cherries, and plums. Alcohol is apparent in the mouthfeel, but not overwhelming. Uh, even at 10.5% ABV. So the finish is long, complex, and dry, and they're great beers anytime, by themselves or with hearty foods. Pick up your Abbey 4-pack at either Brews location, 67th and Pencos, or at Colfax and York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the Denver metro area. Take home some Belgian-style badassery today. the outtake version. What's up, Denver? I'm Chef Natasha Hess, and this is Chef Carrie Baird, and we are at the Ginger Pig. Check us out, gingerpig.com. You can also see us on themoderneater.com. Thanks, everybody. It's cornstarch. I know. It's cool. Okay, wow, and welcome back. This has turned into quite to an amazing Wednesday as we're on day 10 of our 21-day agricultural road trip through Colorado. 1,600 miles on the road, and Joe, Joe you joined us here. Uh, it's fantastic to have you back with us, and we're taking a ride through here. 1,600-mile loop in Colorado. We've seen some stuff, Joe. Great, great. Yeah. Where all you been? Oh, man, we... we oh, look at this. Got a little chicken. <laughs> Chickens think yeah, that chickens we're bringing them some. Yeah. So every year there's improvements or new things going on. I don't know. Kind of, you guys just give the state of the states. What's changed in a year here at James Rand? Go for it. Oh, well, I mean, we talked a bit about the center pivot is kind of the big uh, structural infrastructure type um, improvement that we'll we'll be installing in October for use in uh, spring of next year. Um, up in our farm, we've got a flower farmer who is seeing so much success that she has now leased 
two-thirds of our place just to grow cut flowers. Now, we met her last year. I think so. And yeah. so her business is flourishing? Huge. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's really great. I, you know, I think that the whole regenerative movement is taking, taking foot in a big way. I, I'm, I'm feeling it. All of our friends are talking about it or being featured in articles or whatever. And um, So not I, just a buzzword, like sustainability became a buzzword. Um, well, it, I think any word has a, has a risk of becoming a, a buzzword. Sure. Um, but I, people are really interested in getting back to earth and real. And I think, I think COVID brought that out. Um, so we clearly had a bounce effect from COVID, but it's not, it, we are way up over last year. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's not going anywhere. I mean, people are referring their friends. It's just the community is getting bigger and bigger. So it's, it's really kind of exciting, a little bit scary uh, to, to watch because we, we certainly want to keep the quality. We want to you know, we want to keep doing it at, at, you know, the perfect way that we feel we can do it. Give us some examples of how. Well, um, you know, I, I, we are going to increase our herd size. Uh, and so the thing, among the things that we have to work on is, is maintaining our finish. I mean, we've, that's something we've really been known for is having really high quality beef and so we're not we're not going to give up on it. I mean that standard is with us uh, it's here to stay uh, clearly when you look at our business as a whole uh, the ability to see the animals and that you're you'll be eating in a few weeks uh, you, you know it resonates and, and this is the I, I say this is the golden goose right here Look Joe, at the isn't sand of clover out there. Isn't that crazy? Joe, isn't it interesting how your challenges have sort of shifted? Because I remember we were having a very similar conversation four years ago, but it wasn't about increasing the herd. It was how are we going to sell our herd? Right. And now the conversation is, so congratulations for that. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's been a big shift. And, it, you know, it started pre-COVID. So it, and... But having the new building, uh, you know, doing things right, uh, it all, it's all come together. You're in the Wagyu game now. We're in the Wagyu game. And that's gone really, really well. But we should be fine. So we, do you all want to get out and walk out there like sure. we did last year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hold on one sec. Let me get through here. Yeah, that way bet. we're all... We're missing one. Just we're don't step in that feet. cow pie. Yeah. Okay, if I just pull over right over here, yeah. then if somebody comes, they can get by. Okay. Now, is this tire, is this like salt that I see down in here? What's in, the, is this a calcium blend or is this a... So it's a mineral, mineral salt and it's got some iodine in it, um, blended in there. Rico test. So all of that helps with, with, with eye and uh, foot quality. Yeah, let's go see your friends. Shall we go see? And they get this free choice. How has the health of your herd been? Have you had any problems? I mean, your grass is just incredible. What you we we've had probably more challenges this year, and it it was um, some, you know, it was super dry, and 
animals came over in drought conditions. And so we had a little bit of challenge, um, but we got a plan. We know, we know exactly what we're going to do. So nice. we move forward. Should we go see them, Tess? Come on, let's go. Let's go see the steers. Now, one of the things that we know that you're really focused on is the sustainability, and that goes right along with the kinds of grasses that you have growing up here. Yeah, so we, I mean, we have uh, orchard grass and clover. Occasionally, you'll see some timothy. There's some brome grass in here. Uh, we try to get as much diversity as possible. Um, it's the animals do better when that's the case. Uh, they also don't overconsume any one um, grass, and so it it and and I would add that it really adds to our terroir of our beef. Uh, so you know, people say they've never tasted flavor like our beef, and that's one of the reasons. Okay. Curious. Greg, isn't it interesting how we've been visiting some different ranches. These animals actually come towards us. Yep. And are interested in... I, I think it's Joe, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every time Joe gives us the best photo I think we can ever take. Well, if you give me a minute, they'll come up. Well, Tessel Trumpet, if we can get a couple of these guys who she has a hey. relationship with here where is that guy hear that sound let's go come you on hear that? and what's your relationship with your livestock joe you have a kind of a That's personal a relationship family yeah i mean um there's a respect that i think we both have of one another um we you know we feed them throughout the winter hay and and we talk Jen, Jen's a famous talker for these guys. Um, Here comes so, 72. But Here comes 72. We, Let's go you know, they have tendencies. Yeah. No different than, than people or other animals have real tendencies. And some of them are real curious and others are not as much. He has the W in his ear for our more marcation. Hmm. Anybody with a W is a Wagyu. And Joe, correct me, they're all 50-50, right? Yep, uh, all the Wagyu we have this year are 50-50. That's really the plan going forward. Hey boys, mm -hmm. hey boys. Come say hi to Tess. You can go say hi? You can go say hi? Say good morning. Yeah, they like Tess. Good morning. What beautiful animals, Joe. <laughs> oh my, oh my. Hey. You gonna go say hi? Cause it's not to that guy. So this is tough loud. living right here, Joe. This is a pretty good place, right? I mean, look at the backdrop of the trees, cool grass. Yeah, we. I mean, Test. we're in a, you know, Test. ideal spot. Um, you know, there are a lot of beautiful places in the world, but you know, we're definitely in one of them, um, and we love it here. So. It's a good thing because we work a lot. <laughs> I know it doesn't, it doesn't seem like work, but there are days. I don't know, there I've said days. it before, but as we travel the state and we see other ranchers and you know, with Colorado climate and agriculture, everything's so different, but 
this is just such an ideal place to raise what are you livestock. Doing? What are you doing here? Huh? What are you doing? Huh? You have flies on your face. Yes, you do. You have flies on your face. Hi, I'm Amber with Strohauer Farms. And I'm just here to remind you that the best potatoes are grown here in Colorado. Goodness elevated. Thanks for watching the Modern Eater Show. Hey, Zach Kreider here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado, your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. <laughs> First, we partner with the best farmers in the world, and then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful, all so that you can get back to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com. Hey Modern Eater fans, I'm Don Trobo with The Annex by Ardent Mills, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here, and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of, of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning into flour and now it's available for you to cook and bake with and last but not least we're now cleaning grain berries in denver so things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you can't wait to share it with you <laughs> hi i'm jeff nations from aspen baking company it's really important right now to support local that's why i support the modern eater now, back to the show. Joe, how big is the herd now? So we're at about 130 head right now. We've been taken out. Uh, we've taken out about 50 head. Okay. Um, and we're going to bring over another 44 here in um, uh, a few weeks. So. Does everything you harvest get sold through your general store, are, are you doing some outside retail now? So uh, what we do is we, we do 40 head that are customs, so custom exempt, so there are halves and holes. Uh, so that is true direct to the consumer. And then um, uh, we do the rest either through the rest, you know, combination of the restaurant and the market. And a little bit of 
of you know various other situations for example uh, Durango Food Bank had a, a, a donor benefactor who said you know it needs to be grass-fed and from southwest Colorado and you know you put the volume that they were looking for there was only one place they you know so um, so we we have those a few of those situations that we say hey that's that's something good that we can do uh, and be involved with so nice nice so what is your harvest schedule do are, is it and I gotta imagine it just continues to grow right so uh, we this year we started in mid-April uh, and then we did a couple butcherings in in May and we've been full-on every week in June and sometimes twice a week uh, in June and we'll do that through July August September October uh, and then I'm, I'm <laughs> still hoping to find a few more dates for November oh really okay yeah I mean we definitely have the the demand yeah uh, and and right now probably getting butcher dates is is our number one constraint uh, I already have 2022 dates uh, reserved so I'm projecting growth uh, out that far and then here in the next couple of weeks I'll do 2023 dates so that's amazing that's so, amazing congratulations yes yeah. you I gotta tell you looking at these animals no one talks about grass-fed and look and sees an animal this healthy I don't I mean the uh, some of the grass-fed I've mm -hmm. seen doesn't you're doing an incredible job what what are you doing so special well, I mean, we rotate them every day. Um, we, they are eating great grass. So they're gonna be in here. Uh, they'll be moved in the morning off of this. Um, so, you know, a lot of people would try to get more time out of this. Um, uh, you know, we also take care of them in the winter. Uh, we feed them hay, we feed them well. Uh, we're, we don't have, in our model, we don't have any place where we're just looking to cut costs and I you know I have my MBA and that kind of goes against the <laughs> you know, the grain but but we pay our uh, partner who uh, has the mama herd we pay him a premium and as a result we work like partners uh, we have our hay uh, producer we pay him a premium and as a result, he's going regenerative. Mm -hmm. you know, and so, you know, I look at it and say, we're changing things as a result of that. Um, and, and we're doing it with some incentive, but they also feel really good about what they're doing. So it's important. On a macro level, um, the, the the Capitol Hill level, we've been seeing a concerted effort or war on agriculture through some of the Senate bill initiatives like Senate Bill 16 that was just turned down for art, artificial insemination. Um, you know, we see the husbandry and especially what you guys do here at the ranch, but what, what are you seeing into the crystal ball or the lens that needs to happen to push that needle to keep it friendly to do agriculture in Colorado? Well, I think, I think uh, you know, it's around being informed and getting information out. Um, it is, I mean, it's critical that 
I mean, take for example just that idea of 25% of their life. You, you would you would be eating old animals, and so um, it is. Um, you know, you're not going to have this uh, if if those type of ideas gain traction. And I, you know, I think we got to be prepared that there are thoughts that to keep at it. I mean, it's the, the the groups who are behind this are dead serious, um, and we have to be as serious about protecting, frankly, Colorado's beauty, because open space comes from farmers and ranchers. One would argue that ranchers are the real beauty of that, um, and so you know. It's a it's a piece of who we are at Col in Colorado. Yeah, one of the things that with James Ranch on a on a micro level is the symbiotic relationships between different parts of agriculture that work together to bring great local food to people, making it harder and harder for ranchers and farmers to even do business in Colorado. Making us get food farther away is not right. going to benefit any of us. Right. No, it's uh, I mean First off, you're going to get inferior food. Uh, you you are compromising open space, and uh, you are absolutely damaging the carbon footprint in doing it. Well, and one of the other things that someone said to me that I found very poignant: Colorado will set an example for the rest of the state or the rest of the country, rather, and that's scary because what will happen here could go throughout the United States and cause major impacts. Right. I, I don't know if you... Uh, yeah, and I, I, I think, you know, uh, you know, if, if you look at it, um, you know, across multiple species, I mean, it really, I think it's an a, attempt to get rid of livestock in general. I think that's a piece of the motivation. Um, and we have plenty of people, plenty of customers who are environmentalists, who, who absolutely uh, love, you, you know, are doing all the right things, and they eat our beef. Because they eat our beef because we do things the right way as well. Um, and, and, you know, these indiscriminate um, attempts to just, make wholesale changes um, I think I think could backfire and frankly in many cases they play into the, still the big guys because they're the ones who can figure out a way to fight it so. okay I feel like I am part of the herd right now <laughs> <laughs> I have to take notice let's do a 360 Jay yeah. Uh, yeah so is it th is this a natural thing to where they want to surround you or bring you in as part of the herd and yeah I mean they're curious they're I, I mean they have no desire to hurt us and so um, you know it's kind of funny um, we got a couple guys in here that I'll be walking out and they will just run 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 and I yeah and they'll get right up close to you and then stop and look at you mm -hmm. uh, and that that's, that's just you. I mean yes, that's, that's, that's you having in you know enjoying each other's company it's no different than with a dog or or whatever so they're enjoying us right now is what you're saying I think so I think they're 
They might be holding a little court. You know, one thing I'd like to say about that environmentalist piece is truly in a very biodiverse ecosystem, you need every piece of that. And so that is the animals that eat the grass, yep. but also you need the hunters that eat the animals and you need every single yep. part of that in a balanced ecosystem. And it's, it's really too bad that people don't do the research on that side of it. Right. Well, and the idea that, you know, we're going to turn America into a big soybean farm. That is called industrialized ag. And there's, you know, there's real problems with that, in my opinion. And it's completely short-sighted. And it's not understanding, you know, uh, it's clearly not understanding all the makeup of the land it, that we live. I mean, there's a lot of places where all you can grow is grass. Hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's one of the more friendly of the the wagyu there. He I love it. So our wa the this wagyu is he's 6 months younger than all, all the rest. Look at how he's already putting on fat. Um it's just he's doing really well. Well. So and and it's a wagyu you're breeding it with an Angus, is that right? Yeah. Or? Yeah, Angus wagyu. And and you kind of get the best of both worlds. You get you get a lot of marbling, but you also get a little bit more size, um, and and so you really can't pick this guy out and say, "Ooh, he's different." I think it was last year I showed you some full blood wagyu's, and they definitely are unique looking. But this guy right here's a wa half wagyu. He's he's a little unique, but he's and he he will be. Um, He's he's pretty far along as far as finishing, so just beautiful, beautiful animals. Thanks for showing us out here today. Do you have time to show us anything else? Well, Jen, what's your? Can we go look at those pigs. I know you like those. Yeah, pigs. let's look at the pigs. We'll break away right here. This is really cool. I don't know how we're gonna get out of this. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Alex Seidel from Fruition Mercantile Fruition Farms in Chook. If you like vegetables as much as I do, make sure you tune into The Modern Eater. Modern Eater, we love you guys. This is Amber with Northern Colorado Potatoes, reminding everyone that potatoes grown here are truly rooted in love and rooted in a long history of being grown in this area. Early 1900s reports show that this was either the largest or one of the largest potato producing areas in the nation. Other states have had some amazing branding, but don't forget we have all your favorite varieties and more you love to cook and eat, including russet. Support local potatoes, you won't be disappointed.
Hey guys, it's Caroline Glover. I'm the chef owner of Annette out at Stanley Marketplace. Citrus is about to be in its prime. And you're watching the Modern Eater Show. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Okay, welcome back. We're going to head to see some piggies right now, but a good conversation as we look at this beautiful property. And gosh, I, I feel so privileged, don't you, Brian, to go on a tour through here. It just seems so VIP and so special and so connecting. It really helps me get grounded. But do you, do you feel that there'll be a place for that, for tours here? And, and also, you're going to get an influx of curiosity of people after the Boulder Film Festival highlighting this property in general. Is there a way to be able to, um, to, to harness that? I think we uh, our impetus to so we've given tours for the last 11 years and then COVID hit and threw it into a tailspin and and then this year we were still on the vaccinated not vaccinated you know how yabba yabba and so um, we decided to not give tours to the public this summer but to take the time to revamp the idea of tours and instead of it just being a two-hour ranch tour me talking as fast as I can to get it all out and la 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 to take maybe a half day tour and a picnic lunch from the grill and come down and look at the soil or look at plant species, talk about pasture health and diversity. Move the cattle. And yeah. move the cattle. Get to hear the sound of the cattle going from one pasture to another. When, they're gr when they walk into a pasture, the sound of them tearing the grass is something you'll never forget because hardly ever anyone gets to hear that sound. So, um, but uh, ornithologists, bird watchers want to come in and count the species for a day, you know. So we're really thinking hard about how to do that, how to do it really professional and give everybody a good experience that's more than just the two-hour tour. So uh, Educational experience. Yes. I mean, I think yeah. that that's right up your guys' alley. Personally. Yeah. Well, right, it, no, let's let's uh, put a trolley in here, huh? And then we'll <laughs> around the property and have folks get in, and we can have you, yeah. Joe, you can get on one of those speakers overhead, and yeah. uh, I don't know. It just seems like such a a gem that other people should know about the, your way of life and philosophies as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we definitely want to keep it special, uh, and and so. You know, it, it will not be about volume, but it's going to be about quality. But we've talked about having it be a mountain bike tour. Um, you know, and there are things we can do. I, there's so much we can do. Um, What's your feeling, Joe, on like land conservation? Conservations? Well, so two thirds of our uh, ranch is in a conservancy. It's with La Plata open space here locally. Um, so we are a big proponent. Um, I think that it's really interesting this year, there's a new law that actually makes it more attractive for uh, ranches to be conserved. So uh, now more of the benefit goes to the agriculturalists. As soon as that happens, more will happen. Um, and I think that that's really important for our state, and I think that ranching is really important for that. So, you know, it's putting it all together, um, and we are we are a proponent of of conserving this for multiple generations. I really appreciate that opinion. It's always interesting talking with different 
landowners because one of the things is people are afraid that their rights will be taken away from them and they won't be able to do it. And I, it sounds to me the position you're taking is, is the first and foremost is about preserving the land. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's uh, about doing the right thing. I mean, when you do good things, usually there isn't huge penalties for doing that. So, and well said. <laughs> so, I figured that out halfway through my life that it's easier to do <laughs> things right than to try and, and do things wrong to cut corners. That's absolutely truthism. Water's not an issue, you guys. Your ditches are running full. You no. must have some of the first water, first water rights. Yeah, yeah, we are really blessed with some great water. I, I think we used to say we had abundant water, and now we'll say we have adequate water. I mean, I, you know, what's happening is water is shrinking everywhere, and I don't think anybody can be too arrogant about what the future might hold. Uh, but we're in a we're in a pretty strong position. Well, and a lot of that is probably because you the family has been intact and you've been utilizing the water the whole time. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, and I think we've also implemented some in, uh, water efficiency. You know, where our idea behind the center pivot is to be more efficient with the use of water. Um, and in the farm, it's all drip irrigation. And, you know, we, we, we take every opportunity we can to conserve. So. It's very important because, I mean, there's a lot of studies out that say someday water could be just as valuable, if not more valuable than Good gold. Knowing. Right. Yep. So good, you sell it at the market. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Can't wait to try it. Right. I mean, I, the beauty on the beef business is, is we go 20 miles to the processor, bring the beef back, and then our biggest commute, other than an occasional trip to town, our biggest commute is uh, all of 40 yards. And now, Joe, who do you use for processing here in Durango, right? Sunnyside, right? Yep, Sunnyside. Sunnyside, nice. Yeah. yeah. Here's my friends. Here you go. Look at this. He's got two Mangalisa in here. They're, they're the hairy ones. And then the all oh, these boys, they do some serious destruction. Yes, indeed. You want to stay with me? I love how you say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at my ditch. I mean, he completely wrecked my ditch over here. And well, and they're fierce, aren't they? Nah, these. Uh, nah. Well, I mean, if they're wild, I wouldn't lay watch. down in front yeah, of them. Yeah, Joe's not gonna go. <laughs> no. Twelve hundred pound steer, no problem. <laughs> but these are the guys that are eating the whey from my brother's cheese making with. Uh, the the spent brewer's grain from I think it's Joe help me is it Ska still that he I, I think it's actually um, uh, stay with me oh. Durango Brewing no it's oh. uh, uh, Steamworks Steamworks that's who it is Steamworks yeah. so but yeah they they live a pretty charmed life as a pig oh my God. all the water and mud you can possibly want that's the one sticking his, his tongue, tongue out. out. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
just know. I bet that wire wire's hot. a little hot. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you tell him? Oh well. <laughs> oh, I brushed him, it a couple times already. I knew it was hot. <laughs> yeah. But it's actually not that. It's it's not. It doesn't feel like it's. I tell you, if you get a if you get a handle on our solar charge, we have a solar charge uh, electric fence charger, or and you get a hold of that, it is worse than plugging it into the wall. Is it really? Oh, oh my man. goodness. Okay, it, so we've seen chicken so far. We've seen cows so far we've seen the pigs so far what else do you have on this property we have uh this year's babies are over here dairy, dairy heifers cows. look at that you want to go talk to him about that joe just take yeah. him across i don't want to i don't want to leave her and have the pig thing so, happen, so. uh dan uh oh, you and I what he does here. is he yes, takes yes, the females after they've been on their moms for few weeks then he brings them and puts them on a, a, a nurse cow and so one nurse cow will have three four head of, of heifers these heifers are going to be his replacement heifers in the future there at the at the dairy so. every little area f seems so curated and, and just <laughs> perfect for it's almost spa-like for, I mean, look at the pigs over there. They've got, they can just roll well, around. And, I mean, you, you know, one advantage, so what I think we've talked about this before, but everybody's got their own separate business. Um, and so we're not working for, we're not working for a bigger hole. We, we all work for ourselves. But when you have four families who can make a living mm -hmm. on one piece of property, mm -hmm. Um, and make a good living. I mean, we've we've found high margin uh, businesses, so we we all we all live a good quality of life, uh, make a decent living. But when you have that many people, mm -hmm. you can do uh, some amazing things. Mm -hmm. So that's that's one of the things that you know we always are talk about what you know what can we do collectively, individually to to improve the property. So we are not, you know, sucking the life out of this property. We are looking to bring life into the property mm -hmm. and, and where can we make improvements. Um, now, that said, we take our time so we don't make, you know, quick, quick decisions because we, we think it through and we think through all of the different aspects. And, we, and again, by having multiple people, mm -hmm. you bring an element of critical thinking in there just by having more people look at something. Sure. So. Generational farming actually amazes me because how do you keep people engaged? How do you keep that next generation engaged? And sometimes you're not engaged and you want to come back and be engaged with it. What, what, what do you do to just have that perpetual motion towards the future and then that melding of ideas? Because ideas are just that. Not all of them are great ideas, but they could serve a purpose down the line at some point. So how do you fit all of that in? Well, so we, you know, there's we use two primary uh, means for governance. Mm -hmm. We have family meetings uh, where everybody uh, is involved. Uh, we do that quarterly, but then we also have uh, the James Ranch Management Company, which technically make you know operates many uh, most of the ranch. I mean, not in a 
autocratic way, but in a, you know, there's things that have to be done, right? And we, that's three generations. So, and one of, one of the members is actually in Boston. Um, and so she's engaged. I mean, we're talking about, are we doing this or do, are we doing that? Uh, and so I think, uh, you know, a piece of my personal philosophy, and I think it's true for the family, is, is you know, keep everybody involved. If you keep them involved, if they have an active say, uh, then they're going to stick with you. The worst thing that I, I think can happen is, is when people push other people away. You're not doing as much work as I am or, you know, whatever the, the point is. And, and, and you push them away. And when you push them away, they usually find a way to get back. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and that's when things start to fracture. So, you know, we, we try to have a really big tent. Um, and... Who knows where this thing's going? I mean, we wouldn't have dreamt that many years ago to have, you know, a, a restaurant that is doing the, the kind of business that it is. There are so many things that future generations can do and bring back here that we, we don't have a clear strategic plan that we're gonna do boom, boom, boom. We have ideas and they're welcome to bring new ideas back. I love it. So, and technology is something that needs to be embraced in a lot of ways. I think the younger generation is bringing that to that educational format of agriculture, that food isn't born on the shelves at Whole Foods or meat that doesn't come from a package. Uh, more and more in connecting uh, with your food is, is what we're finding to be so valuable right now, Joe. Yeah, I, you know, and I think, I think technology, Agriculture has always had a te technological component, mm -hmm. and there's some pretty amazing things that are, uh, you know, that are coming out now, and 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 we certainly want to be. Um, I mean, we don't we don't rush to the new idea, but when the new idea makes a lot of sense, uh, we're all over it. Yeah, Joe. I think one thing you said that was important is is about the long view. Yeah. and not making fast changes. And one of the things, agriculture, right. there's nothing happening fast in agriculture. Right. And to move the needle sometimes when you're driving a very big ship like this with all these different operations, you don't want to have the unintended consequences right. of, of quick changes. Yeah, and I think, you know, what, what happens is, I, you know, my perspective is all the good changes come slow, the bad changes come fast. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so you just got to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. uh, well said. What a beautiful well day. This, uh, I mean, I see that you, this feels like a model that's being scaled and you're doing great at it. Is this something that you, the family or that you've thought of maybe taking this to another state or another plot of land somewhere else in Colorado? You know, I, I think our collective family viewpoint on that would be quality of life and that just sounds like work um, I mean I think we are willing to you know mentor be involved uh, do as much as we can to mm -hmm. support the movement but I think we owe it to ourselves to to do the absolute best that we can right here 
um, and and to change as much as we can within our local community. Um, but when it's you know around going and acquiring something else, mm -hmm. take, that uh, you know that's not in the cards right now. Mm. Um, we got plenty of work to do. Yeah, today. you're still <laughs> so, figuring this out. Yeah. Where do you like to vacation? Do you like the beach? No, no. You don't like the beach. No, we. I, you know, what's our? I. I we do the Cambridge Poetry Gathering in Elko in January. Right. Oh, up in Nevada. Uh -huh. yeah. Okay. Well, that's not too far away. We'd oh. like to visit friends. Okay. We'd like other beautiful places. Our kids are on the East Coast, so we'll be going to New York and Boston. Right. But Elko, you guys, that's not a place like the Ruby Hills I know about up there. Is that what you go visit? Yeah. or? No, it's the Poetry Gathering. It's oh, the, really? It's the just National the poetry? poetry Gathering. We're there for right. four days, and we just geek out Love it. on music and poetry by authentic people. People who know our life—it's cool. so much yeah. fun. Yeah. Joe, what what's a hobby that nobody would know you, that you have? Ooh, what's a hobby? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to ask a really tough question. <laughs> what is a hobby? <laughs> you like to mountain bike or maybe uh, some, uh, yeah. knitting? I mean, I don't know. Is there a hobby that you'd never know that Joe has? Well, Collecting I, a collectible? Do you have a collectible sets? No, nothing. I, I I'm trying to think. No hobby, Joe. Well, are I you mean, a foodie? Do you like I, to cook? No, you have to admit it. Right. Football. football. Well, I like football. I like, I mean, I, I like football. wine. I, I like fine wine. Um, and so. Uh, Ask him any stat about any professional football player <laughs> and he knows it. Really? I like the stats more than the game. Mm -hmm. I, that's just kind of. Name the football player. <laughs> he can tell you where he went to school. That's Cordell easy. Stewart. Uh, Cordell Stewart went to CU, of yeah. course. Yeah, where did he play professional football? He played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he was a, you know, he was the first crossover guy who went quarterback to all things. Every used used. He was an all-purpose utility yeah. guy. Herschel yeah. Walker. Oh, he went to University of Georgia. And He's a football fan. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Jen? A I hobby mean, he starts. He starts geeking out on the college draft in September. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> he he mock drafts from September to the day of the draft. <laughs> so you it's do have a hobby. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I I wouldn't. That's pretty. Cool. I I wouldn't. I would like to be a GM of a you know football team. But, Oh, I love it. There we go. The Rockies might be looking for somebody, Deep. <laughs> I you know, I mean, do that it's, job. it's where the Wharton side of me could find it's a, a, a little bit of peace. Yeah. So Broncos uh, fan? Yeah, huge Broncos fan. Oh, good. Yeah. I knew there was a reason why I liked you. How about, how <laughs> about her, throw her under the bus? No, then? her, well, I can tell you her hobby, what but is she that? can tell you. Well, poetry. I, I write um, historical fiction. Really? And I've got a book that I have an agent, and we're trying to get this little critter published. And I just spent my winter turning my story into a screenplay. How so exciting. So for yeah. one hour, you know, like a Netflix series. So we're just keep plugging away, plugging away. Wow. But that's how I spend my time. That's the luck. Yeah, thank Thanks you. for sharing your afternoon with us. You bet. Yeah, what It turned out to be great. We always yeah. love it. Um, just in closing, last one from me. When we come by every year, what do you figure will be different next year when we get here? Oh, we're going to 
We'll show you that center pivot. Yeah. Tell you that right now. Yeah. That'll be something to look at. Center pivot. You, I, I, I mean, I'd like to say the herd will be better, bigger, but you probably won't see the bigger part of it because uh, it'll be at our other place. Um, so the tours will be on. Yeah, we'll, have, we'll be able to talk about educational. We'll tours. do a tour. I mean, a real tour. Maybe we'll bring some of our friends. Yeah. There you go. The TME, uh, the Modern Eater family. Maybe you'll get yeah. to join us here at James Ranch sometime. Yeah. 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 So this, this is great. Yeah. Well, there will be a, lots of changes. Um, and when I say lots, there will be Subtle. a few changes, but those will be well thought out and planned. And <laughs> Always for the better. Yeah. We love great catching up sense. with you guys. Jen, thank you. You're welcome. As always, uh, Joe, Good to see you. you guys again. It's and uh, for Jay Parker and Brian Freeman, I'm Greg Holland back. You just see the smiles on our face right now, ear to ear, as we catch up with our friends at James Ranch. I encourage you, you want to look into this? It's a way of life. It's a philosophy and not only brings together their family and uh, just gives great lives and, 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 and great environment to the land, but it also helps support the community and the community comes together and they love having having you. It's just fantastic. Thanks again, you guys. Yep. We'll continue on. We've got uh, a little bit of dinner to do at our friend Jay Lump's house tonight. Yeah. It's going to be a nice local ingredient dinner, and we're so thankful to be able to come together with our friends, too. We're going to have some of that James Ranch cheese with us. Let's Day go 10. get some water. Day 10. Day 10. <laughs> we're going to go buy some of this delicious James Ranch water. Thanks. Stick around. We'll be back tonight. The Modern Eater Show continues.